Hello and Merry Christmas. I'm Jesse Wolds from Eagle Hawk Presbyterian Church. We're a church seeking to make disciple-making disciples of Jesus. Thank you to Life FM for continuing to host us through 2022. Today, as we look to God's Word, our reading is Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. So you can begin looking that up now. And while you're getting that ready, I'll pray, asking God to bless us as we read and consider His Word, read the passage, and then we'll go to the sermon. And so let's pray. Our God, thank you for Christmas, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Give us awe and a feeling of wonder as we consider this familiar story. Make us fall in love with you and the gospel all over again. In Jesus' name, Amen. And now let's read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, as it had been told them. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's one of the songs we've been hearing in the shops at some community carols events, and definitely on one of the televised carols events, either in Sydney or Melbourne. And that's how I've always felt. Growing up, I loved my family Christmas traditions. My dad's side of the family is German, so we'd get together Christmas Eve to exchange presents and have a barbecue feast and sing carols and have fun. On Christmas Day, my mum's side would get together for the traditional Christmas foods and more presents. But why did we do all the special things we did? 
especially on Christmas Eve. Our time together had a rhythm which was pretty much the same every year, but different to every other time we were together. We'd eat, sing carols, read the Christmas story, share something we were thankful for from the last year and hoping for the next, and exchange presents. Why did we do this? What's so special about Christmas? Why did everyone make the effort to get together at the same time? Why bring presents? Why sing? Believe it or not, this wasn't a holiday invented by the greeting card companies or the retail industry to make money. It wasn't an invention of the psychologists to make a depressed population happy. It's a time to look back and remember that night. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared, and the soul felt its worth. What's so important about Christmas? It's that a Saviour has been born. Given that incredible event over 2,000 years ago, what should we do? Give gifts to each other? Eat special foods? Sing songs? All those are good responses. But the very first thing we should do is seek the Saviour. Let's trace the story of this birth in Luke 2. In verses 1 to 7, we see this Saviour born in Bethlehem. Earlier in the story, we learn that Mary and Joseph, who she's betrothed to, are in Nazareth. That's a place which was looked down on in Israel. There were a few places like that in Geelong where I grew up. I grew up near one of them. Beck grew up near another. Whenever you think of these places, you'd think of drugs, violence, poverty. I don't think there was much of a drugs or violence problem in Nazareth. But we do know that Mary and Joseph were poor. Nazareth was a town of yokels, looked down on by the sophisticated class from Jerusalem. But the question is, how would God keep the promise he made through the prophet Micah hundreds of years earlier? But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel. How would God bring this about? Who could have guessed that it'd be through the most powerful man in the world, Caesar Augustus? His real name was Octavian. He was the grand-nephew and heir of Julius Caesar. When he became emperor, he was called Augustus, the august one, the majestic one. But this august, majestic one isn't the true ruler of the world. Proverbs 21.1 says, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. And God turns this king's heart to ordering a census. And, wouldn't you know it, it was all arranged so they'd have to go to Bethlehem, Joseph's hometown. And, verse 6, while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Now, isn't that incredible timing? He wasn't born in Jerusalem, the city the sons of David once reigned from, where Herod was now. He was born in quaint, unimportant Bethlehem, 
the place of David's birth. And then, away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay, the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. This baby, from the royal line of David, born in a small town and placed where the animals would eat. The one who come from the glorious kingdom is the one who was born into poverty and 